Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Wasted Potential Spider-Man Issue. We. I'm your host, Sol, and this is my co-host, M. We welcome you to today's broadcast. Hooray! This Action. one is going to be a bit more broader because this character has been in movies, games, vi- uh, comics, basically just about everything I can think of, really. Was he made in the 50s or the 60s? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. 1962. Well, okay, yeah, I, I thought it was the 60s. I think. Yeah, but... 1962. He actually st- it was not actually his own series that started this off, ladies and gentlemen. It was part of a Marvel comics called Amazing Fantasy. It was number yeah, he 15. was the last issue of Amazing Fantasy. They were con- discontinuing the book, so they decided to make a superhero. Uh, actually, people told... incorrect. Oh, I was thinking something else. No, this was supposed to be a horror comic. Yes, yes, it was. But I do remember that people told Stanley, you can't make a hero based off spiders or teenagers. Spiders are icky, and no one wants to see a teenage superhero. Yeah, this was... Funny enough, let's just start at the beginning. This was actually supposed to be a horror comic that got his leg by a guy being bitten by a spider and turning into a spider monster. Yep. But then was turned into a superhero. Because people actually liked it. Yeah. Now, I just want to give full credit to the three creators. Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, and Stan Lee. These are the three founding fathers of the Spider-Man series. We all know that, you know, uh, I'll, Jack Kirby is one of Marvel's greatest... Well, he's not Marvel's. He's just one of the comics' greatest artists ever. So, his passing is a shame. Steve Ditko died this year. He was uh, one of our a creator of characters, a great writer. He had some, some philosophies that were kind of easy to disagree with, but... Either way, I understand he was a great man. And Stan Lee, Stan Lee is the man. And when these three guys work together on anything in any order, like if it was just Ditko and Kirby or Stan Lee and Kirby or all three of them, something amazing always happened. And it's very fitting that this is the amazing Spider-Man. Now, folks, we say amazing Spider-Man, but there has been a lot of remakes, reboots, alternate dimensions, different characters putting on a suit with the Spider logo. There's... So we're we're going to focus mostly on the most famous, the double P man himself, Peter Parker. Yes. We will be mentioning other Spider-Men, but this incarnation is trying to cover a wide variety of different Peter Parkers, what works, what doesn't work, and what we personally love about the character. And what we think could be done to, if not fix him, freshen him up a bit. Or improve in general directions. Yeah, those tights are starting to smell in some places. Now, let's give you some background story on this one, because this is actually one of the most complicated and simple stories I find to date. It's not Batman Bruce Wayne simple, but it's not as complicated as the identity between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We'll explain that later. Before war, despite the fact this is a Spider-Man episode, uh, the good Mr. Wayne is going to show up a few times just because in terms of popularity, I want to say Batman and Spider-Man are the tops of both their companies. And there's a lot of comparison we find between the two that could go a long way. Yeah. But let's bring it back and start at the beginning of how Spider-Man first got his powers. This all happened with a young, nerdy Peter Parker going to a science exhibit with radiation. And like a lot of people said, in the 60s, everything was radiation-powered. Yep. Radiation. The the scientific stand-in for magic. Yeah. 
And then we got Stephen Strange. We had to recon that. <laughs> but he went to this convention, saw this experiment. Nobody noticed a tiny little spider crawling down into the radiation and then biting Peter Parker. Peter Parker got sick, ran out, and started developing spider powers. That is the main basis of how he got his powers. There's been a couple of different iterations. It was a genetically altered spider that bit him. It was... A rare species of spider never discovered before. Weirder it was a magical totem spider that infused him. Weirder radiation was used. The no. basic point is he got bit by a spider and started developing spider powers. Yeah, he got bit by a highly unique spider that gave that transferred all the powers of the spider into a human, and then they scaled up for human size. Which, when you can consider that, is freaking amazing. Yeah. Luckily, though, he didn't turn up disgustingly like a spider for all his insectophobes and arachnophobes. No, that comes later. In fact, I'm pretty sure sooner or later he might start shooting webs out of his ass. I like that comic. <laughs> but no, moving. But then we have his, I guess, starting of his conscience on that point because he lived with yes. his uncle and Aunt May. Yeah. His parents his... were either dead, missing, secret uh... agents. Look, his parents, the retcons of his parents alone could probably be an episode. Yeah, like I said, comparisons to Bruce Wayne much. Yeah, at the same time, no comparison to Bruce Wayne when his parents are alive and spies. Yeah. But, um, so, now you think he would first jump onto his spandex and start being a superhero. Nope, he does the he, actual thing most people would do. Yeah, which is where I kind of started like this, because like this, he did something that was human. He went to go make money. Hmm, I have these rare, unique abilities that are one of a kind. How can I get rich off this? Now, he wasn't getting rich to be rich he was doing it to help his aunt his uncle and himself slightly look yeah look, he was, it's human he nature was, to be slightly selfish and want things yeah if if we didn't well we'd all be you know starving yeah i mean it's not like he was going out and intentionally screwing people over no no he wanted to improve this you know his adoptive parents lives and Eh, why not? I got some extra change after buying them nice things. I might as well, you know, get myself something nice. Get a car, get a girlfriend, get a life. I mean, to be fair, before this, Peter Parker is was basically the world's walking billboard for dork with kick me on the back. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure mean, I, even I would have believed him. Yeah, I know it was the 60s when he's created, but that clothing attire just did not do him any favors. I like how sometimes they update his story and they don't update his outfit from when he was a 60s nerd. Yeah! But, anyway. Um, so, he gets... Pretty much he started out by beating a wrestler and earning, I think, like $10,000 or something like that. I forget how much the amount was. I think it changes through the decade. is ready! <laughs> Apparently, he also gave that wrestler his own comic where he teamed up with Spider-Man to give back at other eviler wrestlers. <laughs> Comics are a strange place. <laughs> Dude, after some of the comics I've seen, I, I, I... Okay, I'm, I'm just going to go on a slight tangent. People always say, wow, Japanese media is so fucking weird and random. And I always respond, have you read a comic from the 60s? Hey, look, Captain America fought the definition of asthma. Who was a guy in a suit later on, I think. Who had asthma himself. Also, Captain America became a werewolf once. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Uh, also, the we can bring up the numerous hostess. Com oh, uh, Captain America also became a spider monster once. Also, 
Also, <laughs> with those big spider arms that didn't have hands, but just like little claws. I'm not helping you, am I? I'm not sleeping well today. <laughs> but so, during after a show, he got on the television and started making more money because he was doing all these amazing things about trapezes and wires. Yeah. Basically, and, he was making money, people. This was yeah. not... Yeah. So, and then after a show, a guy robs the place, and Peter Parker goes, I'm not getting involved. Go on. And that guy ends up shooting Uncle Ben, either for more money, for a getaway car, or just because Ben got was... in the way and tried to do the right thing. I... You know, there is the question of why, how, where he got to Uncle Ben just for robbing the house after he's robbed all that money. Like, I like I like the story where he robs where he kills Uncle Ben in a bad carjacking. That is the most logical example. The example I hate the most is when Ben goes out of his way to try and stop this criminal, which basically should tell Peter, "Hmm, stopping bad guys is the wrong thing to do." Well, I can agree with that, but I, the one I just always question is like, you just robbed a TV studio. For- first off, why was your first choice for robbery a TV studio? <laughs> Yeah. Second, I don't know why you would just suddenly decide to go rob a house. Like, you just like I said, robbed a TV studio. How much do you spend money? Yeah. You're more wasteful than Tony Stark, goddammit. Who are you indebted to? Doctor Doom? Kingpin? The Penguin? Ah. <laughs> you know, that sounds like Waluigi now. Don't ruin the Penguin. Nah. Also, side note, mm, Waluigi fanboy tears are delicious. <laughs> but after that, he started putting all his intellect and powers into saving people after losing his Uncle Ben, who told him with great power comes great responsibility. This... A great saying Peter kind of takes to way, on the nose. Like, what that user means is... But Peter Parker took it as, I have these superpowers. I must constantly use them to better ev- to help everyone else and stop all crime. No. I I'm... think... Um, I want to say um, Big Boss put it the best at the end after he realized, like, just keep the world as it is. Yeah. Not... I mean, try and make it better, but don't oversell it. Yeah. While most superheroes reserve themselves to fighting that guy in that power suit, those guys with acid breath, that megalomaniac, Spider-Man, hmm, that guy pickpocketed that guy. I better web him up. Now we're he not lives saying... in New York City. He lives in New York City. What is the crime rate in New York City? Too much. And this is like New York City with like six different superheroes who live in there at all times. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying he shouldn't help. Good, good no, we're, no. We're, we are never saying that, because the, the whole point of Spider-Man is he's supposed to be escapism for us to watch bad guys get their comeuppance. There's a difference between every bad guy getting their comeuppance and bad guys who really fucking deserve it getting their Spider-Man comeuppance. I think we can explain that a little bit more with the gadgets that will come up later. But yeah. right now, I want to discuss the comparisons between... Spider-Man and Batman on how this comparison and what we mean by the mask and the hero. All right. The best, way, the best way of doing this is, well, I, uh, 
Batman is not the secret identity. Bruce yeah. Wayne is. Batman's entire philosophy is his goal of eradicating crime in Gotham. Bruce Wayne is a mask he wears to make this job slightly easier, to give himself some rest as Batman, and to just keep to keep his parents' company going. Yeah, just so that there is other. Th- there's sometimes Batman is not the solution to all of crime in Gotham. If it's easier to be Bruce Wayne and sponsor a orphanage which will keep troubled youth off the streets and committing crimes. Batman can't go up and say, yeah, I'm opening the Batman orphanage. That'd be kind of weird. Be awesome, but, if, but... That would be awesome, yeah. more ki- But the, uh, I get the impression some kids would kill their parents to just get in there. Yeah. But if Bruce Wayne says, yes, the Wayne Foundation is opening a new orphanage for troubled children. Makes sense to me. No one would question it. And it, it's good PR for his family company, which... Yeah, that company, I'm pretty sure that company just... St- like, like shoots rainbows of good press at a times. So that's the solution. Spider-Man is the secret identity for Peter Parker. He is the one getting away of Peter's life constantly. Yeah, and here's the real clutch of it. It's the main it, difference is like M said, Batman wears the Bruce Wayne mask to get around. Peter it's, is supposed to be the definition of trying to balance that. Ian. He's trying to wear the mask of Spider-Man and be Peter Parker. He's trying to find a balance. Ian Batman <laughs> is less trying to find a balance and more trying to be Batman, I find, sometimes. He's keeping up the Bruce Wayne facade is yeah. the best way of saying it. But it, I, if Spider-Man is trying to keep up the Spider-Man facade of, you know, guilty conscience, which... Look, both Batman and Spider-Man are driven primarily by guilt and a sense of they can fix things. Right. The difference is, while Batman has said it's his mission to end crime in Gotham, I'm pretty sure he's also rationalized that, yeah, that's impossible. Because several times I've, he's been, like, given, like, all powers by certain beings, and he's like, yeah, I shouldn't use these to end crime, because that's... Destroying basic human rights. I will still terrify the crap out of super out of, out of villains, though. And that's another thing. Batman and Spider-Man both deal with like low-level criminals, but there's a difference in how they deal with criminals. Batman needs to stop like a mugger a week, and that usually makes most muggers shit themselves when they like think, "I'll mug this girl in this dark alley." I, I heard the Batman was in this alley once. Let's not do this alley. Let's go to another city. <laughs> Spider-Man, I'm gonna stop every mugger. Without and, scare, without scaring them, without teaching them a lesson, with just webbing them up and sometimes not letting them get caught. Now, this might not sound so bad, but here's the other thing. Spider-Man lives in a city full of superheroes. I mean, not like God, like Gotham has like Batman, Nightwing. Well, Nightwing's in his own city sometimes. Well, I'm just saying, like, point being is that there's a couple of superheroes that can easily just, like, walk over to Gotham. Yeah. Spider-Man lives in this goddamn New York where there's, like, a superhero on every goddamn block. There's the heroes for hire down the street. Hi, Luke Cage. The Fantastic Four of a giant building with a four on it. The Avengers Tower, anyone? Sometimes, you know, Thor lives there when he's not an Avenger. And Doctor I, Strange's street house is down the road. I sure, come Dr. to Strange. think of it is that, despite all this, the person I just aren't afraid, and I kind of applaud Spider-Man for actually being the one to pay attention to that small crimes. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I do like about Spider-Man and Batman. Is both times they get critiqued for, you have all these powers. Why are you stopping that mugger? And both of them will usually respond, because you're not. Or because I can. Like, I, you don't need a reason to do a good deed. And basically. it also comes back to that both of them lost a loved one because of the most petty crime escalated way too damn fast. And... Don't get me wrong, I applaud them both for stopping every little crime that they can. With But the way they do it is almost sometimes completely different. Yeah. Now, here's the here's where it all boils down to. Bruce Wayne has stopped criminals. He yep. has either fumbled into them, done a karate punch that he got in some self-defense we, class. We don't, we don't mean Batman. We actually mean Batman as Bruce Wayne has directly, not just indirectly, stopped criminals while in disguise as Bruce Wayne. Yes. Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. Plays the nerd card and then runs off to go Spider-Man. Then Chase said criminal, he just Peter Parker by, oh, I'm a defenseless nerd. Now, it's not to say Peter Parker, as Peter Parker, has not done some amazing things. There's probably been a couple instances in the oh, comics. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, on average, Parker's reaction is, I better go change into Spider-Man. That's the proper thing to do with this, rather than stick his foot out. Take a photo of the guy with his endless supply of cameras. Stumble into the man so he falls over. Make a web trap very subtly. Yeah, he can make a lot of things with that webbing, folks. It's comic books, so we let a lot of that slide. Yeah, it's just kind of cool. But meanwhile, Bruce I mean, Wayne will... I'm going to question well, half the gadget Spider-Man makes. I'm going to question the Batcave, and you don't want me going there. No. Uh, I'll bring up the Nolan movies where uh, someone knew who... It's a scene where Bruce Wayne crashes into a car to save a guy from... And you're like, oh, how did you know that guy was in there? And Bruce Wayne's like, oh, I was just trying to make the red light. He's a rich playboy. He's going to make stupid mistakes. That's not too out of character. No, and you can play to the character and have it work for it. And he has. And it's not, oh, but Batman's a master strategist. Yeah, but Peter Parker is not that dumb. He just chooses to solve problems with Spider-Man. Yeah, he is a genius-level intellect. Like, I'm not saying, like, Doctor Doom-level or, like... I, I would even argue that Batman is smarter than Spider-Man. But the thing is, just because he's not an expert in tactician doesn't mean he couldn't learn these tricks. He couldn't, like, you know, say... You know, he's friends with like Black Panther and Captain America. He could just say, hey guys, I want to stop crime, but I don't always want to change into Spider-Man. And I'm sure both of them would come up with a list of things he could do. Look, I, I, if it came to a t battle of intellect, I would always bet on Batman because it's the goddamn Batman. However, when it comes to just pure ingenuity, I actually would argue Parker might have an advantage. That's where I was going to go because I'm sorry, but I... Even regardless, Peter Parker came up with the web shooters. I'm sorry, that's and he did this in his parents' garage or his, his Aunt May's garage, or even just his small bedroom, depending on the continuity. Yeah, I'm just saying he it, didn't. It's have... always in. It's always on a, a a poor student's budget. He made the web shooters on. I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark want him in the R and D departments of their company. Yeah, it's just that he makes all these tiny little gadgets and gizmos and other stuff that helps him stop the bad guys of Spider Man. It's amazing what he makes. Yeah. And when it's... he actually gets his own company. I Rest wouldn't make Peter Parker the CEO of a company, but good Lord, put him in the, the R&D and let him make stuff for Spider-Man. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Wow. He actually made a freezing tablet to throw at Sandman to freeze him so he doesn't cause any more chaos. 
that's something that took Batman ages to figure out from copying Mr. Freeze's tech. So yeah, I love the freeze bombs in the, in the Arkham games. One of my favorite ones to use. Yeah. I also like upgrading the mines. You throw throw an ice grenade on the ground, a guy charges at you, freezes himself, and you just punch him in the face. Okay, moving on before you go into a Batman tangent. So, this kind of leads into the situational awareness between Batman and Spider-Man kind of at this point. Don't worry, we'll be leaving off Batman in a little bit, but it, he kind of bleeds into he's the, he, the first. He's the best example. Now, this is what I consider the best part of Spider-Man is unlike Batman, don't get me wrong, he is not the one actively looking no. into the crime scene, into every yeah, Batman's piece of trouble trying that comes to, his way. Yeah, Batman is on constant patrols. He sees a crime, or he sees the remnants of a crime. He gets into crime fighting, crime solving. Patrol, crime fight, crime, fight, crime solve. That, that, is Batman's, yeah, that is Batman's... Batman's night is basically patrol, train... Crime solve, crime fight, get like two hours of sleep, appear as Bruce Wayne, rinse and repeat. Yeah, that'll bring me to a tangent later on if we ever do a Batman episode. Yeah. But Peter Parker, and this is also one of the reasons why I like another comic book series, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But they're not actively out there looking for the big bad that's going to wreck their city. No. They, the trouble uh, usually unless... comes... Unless said character has done something extremely personal to these characters, their usual reaction is to just go about their days. And help where they can. They're not actively looking for the big bad. They're not scouring the city under every rock. Trouble usually comes after them or their city. Yeah. Or their loved ones. Or that guy next to them. Or something. The they difference wind... between the Turtles and Spider-Man is... The turtles will sometimes ignore wrongdoings because A, it will expose them. B, now is not a good time to you know to fight muggers on the street. They've like got to take care of other things, or they're tired, or they just need a day off. They're being realistic. Yeah, they're humanoids. But Peter, I don't think I've ever seen a story where he's not like. Unless he's fighting some huge cr uh, crime yeah. supervillain or something like that, where it's like, okay, he's just going to run down the street. I'm trying to fight something that's going to kill everybody. Yeah. I've like, never he does measure the difference in threats, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but if there is no... Whatever is the highest threat of crime breaking becomes Peter's responsibility. His immediate response is to go throw on this the mask. Yeah. Which, yes, doing a good thing is always a good thing, but there are levels of this. There is no reason to respond with every single thing with superpowers. There are situations where maybe sometimes it's just best to identify him, uh, use a web trap without people noticing. Because if Batman can do it, Spider-Man sure as hell can. Yeah, just stick your foot out some days and trip the guy. And I think even if he did this, at this point, the writers would just have that have some way for villains to come after Peter Parker and his family for just stopping a mugger at this point. Yeah, well, that's a, that's another difference between Batman and uh, Spider-Man. How is it that B Batman, whose alter ego is a billionaire, has made less people pissed off at him than Parker has? Parker is, as Linkara has put it, a black hole of misery and pain. He just attracts all of this negativity towards himself and it ends up biting him, his loved ones, and his friends in the butt because Peter Parker exists. 
Yeah, okay, let's move on, because we're already dragging this out a little bit longer than I thought it would be, but... Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, basic point is that he's not actively looking for the trouble the same way Batman is, and you can easily tell that just by looking at the first couple of issues. Yeah, or now, almost anything. what is a superhero without allies? Now, aside from having one of the most highest count of girlfriends for a superhero... I have, an an- I have an answer for your, your rhetorical question. A superhero without allies is Doctor Doom. You try and argue that Doctor Doom is not the greatest Marvel superhero. If he lost a little bit of his ego, I would agree to that. Really? Okay. But yeah, he has... Parker has way... Parker, how is... He, he, his mild-mannered form is a, is a nerd, and yet he's got... What? I know he's, a day, he's married at least one supermodel... Mary Jane. Which, eh, like her or a hater. I mean, she was one of his longest relationships, and there is good chemistry between the two of them. When she, when it's not being forced for them to have this on-again, off-again relationship, yeah. and they just go with that, the relationship, that's, just that's where the best writers. chemistry lies, I find. Yeah, the, and the worst, the worst writers ever did is they just had scenes of cutting back to Mary Jane where she's worried about her husband. Why did you cut back to her if she's not contributing to the story? I mean, you could have her do that when he goes off to go save somebody, fine. Or when he's fighting, you know, Galactus, as an example. But if he's just an hour late, or just out swinging around patrol for funds... That's another thing that's between Spider-Man and Batman. Spider-Man swings around for funds. Well, if I could do that too, I'd be swinging around for fun too. I can't argue that. Yeah. Um, but... They always just cut back to her for no goddamn reason. And that would be like if you're watching, I don't know, uh, let's go with Star Wars, for example. And you're just, during uh, Luke's training with Yoda, it cuts back to uh, not Luke and, not Leia and Han, but cuts back to uh, his pilot friends who are just having lunch and saying, hmm, I wonder how Luke's doing. Now, this brings me to what I will probably get the most amount of hate for from the net if this ever catches on. Carly Cooper, my favorite Spider-Man girlfriend, who technically wasn't dating Spider-Man, but Peter Parker, because she never knew the two were one of the same until, until they broke up because of it. I don't know anything about her. I just know Soul has very strong positive opinions of her and pissed off at how Marvel you know, handled their relationship, which is just something I think every Spider-Man couple ever has is... No one's ever liked how Marvel has ended them. The most famous example is the Gwen Stacy death. Uh, that one has shocker value and everything to it. Yeah, and but a a fans still lament her death. And I'm like, yeah, that's if it's still to this day, almost over 50 years later, people are still pissed the fuck off about how they ended that relationship. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Mary Jane, personally, I think has the worst breakup. Look, I I don't think me and So are physically capable of, of explaining our problems with one more day in less than a fork night. Yeah, here's so the thing. We're the we're problem... just gonna we're just gonna say this. If you have not watched Linkara's review of one more day, that's pretty much both our problem all our yeah. problems summed up there. I'm just gonna sum it up to the point that it's too much of an on again, off again issue. Nowadays it never yes, moves on. No. But Carly Cooper was a police detective that got in, that I don't I don't remember and I don't think I fully read it, but got hooked up with Peter Parker and they started dating, and she is just 
there's an energy there that I liked. It was creative. It was a police detective that was could have been dating Spider-Man. They could have been working together. Hell, in the Spider Island miniseries, she got spider powers and wanted to work with Spider-Man. I would have loved to see those two work together. Yeah, that sounds good. That's made to watch or read or whatever. Now, this also brings me to another ally. Because if I wasted so much time on Spider-Man's uh, dating relationships, I, I don't think this series would ever end. Oh, yeah. But Flash, Thompson, Agent Venom, uh, Agent Anti-Venom, and now just dead. R.I.P. you, Marvel. Yeah, you might notice there's a problem with Soul's uh, take. Oh, that, not a problem with Soul, but Soul has a big problem with how Marvel seems to handle additional characters around Spider-Man. It's kind of sad. I mean, there's so many interesting ideas with Parker's allies. Let's not even begin his relationship with Harry Osborn. <laughs> All I'm saying, just don't, because I'll get a lot more in this when we do a Venom episode. I'd be down with that. Mania. Ladies and gentlemen, they killed Mania. Before she did anything, really. Yeah, I mean, they didn't... I'll describe that more in the Venom episode, but fuck you, Marvel. I love you and hate you at the same time. You're my Mary Jane. I can just say, um, at least you still love Marvel. I have more hate towards DC. I'm a stubborn bastard, but moving on. What is... Like I said, Pete Parker also has a thousand more allies with the Avengers, Black Panther... Fantastic Four. The Heroes for Hire. Other dimension versions of himself. Other dimension, other dimensional spider people that have spider powers. Crossovers with DC. Yeah, so he's got friends everywhere. And have they ever done a time... crossover? Has Spider-Man ever crossed over the TMNT? No, but Batman has, and that was a good series. I'd recommend reading that. Yeah, I did. It was good. Did um, you read the second one? Oh, Spider-Man also has friends with the Transformers. Yeah. Retcon out, but I don't care. He's still he's still in the black suit fought Megatron. <laughs> that is epic in my way in my book. Now, here's the thing. There are some crossovers and they sometimes turn out well, but it feels like they're really underutilized in a lot of places. Yeah. Like it's just like you have all these allies Half the time, they're probably not even doing anything. There's so many Avengers he could call on because that's like a revolving door of, of um, participation. Yep. Not to mention the X-Men. That, I mean, I know he's not going to call them all the time for every little situation. And even some major situations, there's no time. Yeah. But even just stopping by saying hi to friends would be a big improvement, in my opinion. No, 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 no. It's all Spider-Man's responsibility. You can't get other people... You can't get innocent bystanders involved. Despite the fact one of those innocent bystanders can literally turn himself into living flame and fly around the city. Or, you know, it's impervious to most firearms. Yeah. Or, you know, he's best friends with a guy who's probably smarter than he is. Who owns uh, a worldwide corporation. Look, why hasn't Tony just hired Parker as an R&D guy? He knows who Spider-Man is. Actually, that and... got retconned. Oh, right, right. Oh, my God. In fact, that's <sighs> the problem I found with Parker. He's too busy trying to keep his identity a secret. 
Yeah, I'm going to bring up bring up another character, um, the third Blue Beetle, uh, Jaime Reyes. First thing he does when he gets his superpowers is he tells his family that, hey, I'm the new Blue Beetle, because he's a good kid. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Peter Parker should just go out to the public screaming, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man. God, no, that would be stupid. But telling a few people outside of the people that he actually slept in bed with would be a good idea. His beloved dying aunt would be a good idea. So oh, I, I don't want to worry her. She's not. She's upset at Spider-Man, but if she finds out that her Peter Parker, her sweet nephew, is Spider-Man, instantaneously she's going to forgive him be worried about him, and then be prepared for when shit goes wrong. No, I'm not saying that he would tell her immediately. No, no, no. I'm not saying he would have to like, oh, I, M.A., look what I can do. No. I'm so pissed off at how he constantly like, I can't let M.A. know. He'd break her heart. Oh, it would kill her. Oh, she'd be so upset. Which is more important? Um, hurting your relationship with her right now or ensuring she's prepared for supervillains tomorrow? See, that's where I like the best series, in my opinion, for a teenage Peter Parker the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Because shit happened, and rather than try and fake it, he just flat out confirms it for her. Yeah. Granted, because... it's... Yeah, she's upset. Yeah, she... But she forgives him, she loves him, and she's proud of him trying to be the hero that he's trying to be. Yeah. That's basically what the relationship would be, and that's one of the things I like about the Jaime Reyes stories. He reveals he's the Blue Beetle, it freaks the fuck out of his family, they run out of the house, and then, like, a page later, they come back in and his mom hugs him and it's like, I don't care. Yeah, if, if, human if reaction. It's almost like that's part of character development. And to be fair, it's more terrifying that he's the Blue Beetle because it's an armor that comes out of his skin. Or folds around him, depending on the continuity. But still, yeah. and uh, side tangent, fuck you, DC, for preventing Jaime from telling his family in the reboot. Instead, whenever he tries to reveal himself, he throws up because the Beetle doesn't want people to realize who he is. That's just now, stupid. Now, I'm not saying go that exact route, but to a smaller degree, go that route. Like the Beatles trying to keep it a secret, and Jaime Ramos is trying to tell people. That's, yeah, like a small little section of that could be fine, but that's a tangent for later. I don't know if he ever fixed that. Like I still don't think his family knows in the new continuity. And maybe we can look it up sometime, but that's not the issue here. <laughs> that's for a Blue Beetle episode. Yes. Look forward to that in the future, people. I like the Blue Beetle. He's fun. Uh, All three of them. Now let's move on from allies because uh, again, if we we'll be here forever. That, there's yeah. there's a lot of spider friends. Spider Man uh, has been all over the planet and then into the galaxy. So yep. What is a hero without his villains? However, one punch man. This is a unique situation that also crosses over the Batman theory. Are the villains there to be villains, or are they there because of the heroes? 95% of Spider-Man's villains are not Spider-Man's fault, if you ask me. I think there's like three major villains I can easily point at Spider-Man. Yeah. Venom. Yeah, that's definitely his fault. Now, brief history, Venom was an alien costume that had a lot of issues that I will cover in the Venom episode later on. Yep. Parker separated from it. Got a, a new host in Eddie Brock that had issues with Peter Parker for ruining his career for revealing the truth about Brock's um, shady news reporting. Basically, Eddie Brock lied to make his name on a newspaper, and Peter Parker, a.k.a. Sp Spider-Man, revealed the truth. Um, I want to say... Uh, no, I can't really point at Carnage because... No, Carnage is not his fault. No. Carnage is just crazy and Venom. The only fault. way that is existential is because of the Venom suit being from Peter Parker, 
Which is which yeah. is really just splitting hairs, if you ask me. Yeah, that's a little uh, too. Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin is Parker's fault, in my opinion. That one I'm not 100 percent sure on, but there's a lot. I only because of how many different variations there are to that story. Yeah, well, it, always because the Green Goblin fought Parker and bad things happened, and uh, Harry Osborn was resolved a lot more. Peter Parker was more open honest with his friends. Yes, yeah. Uh, so those are the only two I can think of the top of my head that are directly Spider-Man's fault. Everyone else is really forcing it, in my opinion, or is just totally not. Or people blame Peter because he was there stopping, and they there's destructive damage from those two fighting, which yeah, it's not really the same, in my opinion. No, I'm just saying like some people just view it that way. I can't say completely no, but it's like that's like splitting so many hairs at this point that. Just because yeah. he pisses the villain off at this point doesn't mean it's because he, it's because P- P- Spider-Man's there. To, it's his fault. It'd be the equivalent of you go to the coffee place and they misspell your name and you swear vengeance on them because it's totally their fault that while you were drinking your coffee, someone misspelled your name because they saw Wandy on it instead of Wendy. Yeah. That's... It's also splitting the, too many hairs to really make the point. Yeah, I mean, characters like the Rhino, that's... Just a guy in a suit. That's not part. That's not Peter's fault. He's mad at Peter for stopping him several times as Spider-Man. So that, that that's fair, but that's not his. Spider-Man no, did that, not create the not, Rhino. And I think that plays to the characters that these villains are not here because of him. They're here yeah. to do what they want, and he just stops them, which is what I like about it. It's that's not more, always that's, a personal vendetta. That's definitely from Ditko's style of writing. Yeah, which is what I like. Yeah, it's. Not everyone is immediately tied to the hero. They can make connections to the hero post being the villain. Yeah. Which ties into very well with the recently released Spider-Man Homecoming. The Vulture. Yeah. Ah, I love that Vulture. Yeah. Not this just, is that, a guy not who just was... that he's my uh, favorite serious Batman in live action. But he is a well-written character. He is a believable character. He has motivations that make sense for 95% of the movie. Yeah, basically he's trying to keep his company and his workers afloat money-wise. Yeah, and but, to do, he has to do some shady shit. Yes, and they had to steal alien technology and start building stuff for other people. Already this is illegal, but you get behind it because he's trying to keep his family, his co-workers and friends from being yeah. uh, on the streets poor as shit. But... He has a severe problem with escalation. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, and this is going to be... I'm doing the spoilers right now for anybody who has not seen Homecoming at this point. But there's a villain that is known as the Shocker that they introduced in here as well. And when they get into an argument over how they do business and the Shocker wants to leave, he originally intended grab, int- grabbing an anti-gravity gun and just have and probably threatening the guy. Fine. Yeah, or, you know, make him... That? Make him float up in the air and hit his head as a way of saying, I can do worse to you, but, you know, not actually want to do worse to him. He grabbed the disintegrator gun, really. Melts the dude instantaneously, and his reaction is to you're the, hand, hand over the shocker's equipment to another guy. He's like, you're the new shocker. Put down the disintegration gun and just shrug his shoulders and walk off. Yeah, pretty much just saying, I thought that was anti-gravity gun. He's like, no. And he does he, cut, he, he makes a joke at a guy's ashes. <laughs> And up until then, the most he's done is physically harm someone with advanced, with heightened strength. Not kill, mind you, which I'm not saying going around harming people with super suits is okay, but he hasn't really crossed a, too much of a line yet. He's no. already a criminal, so he should be put in jail. Yes, I, I'm not going to argue that point. No, but he should be like blue collar crimes. Yeah. 
Well, he should be stopped by a superhero because he's using that suit, but... Yeah, but... He, he can be put away, and he's not staying there in some degree. Yeah. Good, get off, get off in so many years on good behavior. Yeah. No, now he's a now he's a cold blooded murderer, and I mean cold blooded. There's no reaction to this death. That is what what it means to be a cold blooded killer. You kill a guy. There's no remorse. No, I'm not saying he had to have the immediate reaction right then and there. He was trying to keep up his big boss persona. Yeah, if they Fine. had followed him out to his like his office, and he gets sick in his office because oh shit, I just killed a man, or he breaks down crying, or you know reacts like a West in there's office trying to figure out what trying to rationalize what the hell he just did. Yeah, like a human reaction, like, like oh shit, I didn't realize that wasn't the anti gravity gun. This this was just a huge accident, and then continue on. That yeah. would be something else, but he... it would still make him a committing second degree homicide. But he would have been human because of it. Yeah. And that's the huge word with a lot of this. Human. Character development. Now, I'm not saying it ruins the movie in any way. No, the movie is highly enjoyable. This is us trying to find something wrong with this movie. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few critiques here and there, but it's not overall worth it. Because I think Tom Holland is is the best Spider-Man live-action actor we have to date. I think we both agree that this is the best Spider-Man movie made, period. Yes. And the I'm other, not saying anything it's the previous two actors. No, I actually liked the first one they had. Uh, See, he had the Peter Parker aspect down to me. Yeah, and Garfield, the guy from the second one, had the Spider-Man aspect down right. But they didn't have that cohesion between the two characters of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. No, there is some differences. They're the same guy, but Spider-Man has the mask, which makes him cocky, jokey, fun-loving... Peter Parker himself is kind of dorky. He puts his foot in his mouth. And the reason Spider-Man is so cocky and making jokes all the time is to hide the fact that he's scared and try and keep him focused. Yeah. Unlike a lot of other superheroes who walk into a room with, I have all the charisma and confidence to destroy everyone in this room. (laughs) Spider-Man walks in this room and goes, oh God, if I'm not careful, I could punch and break everyone's spine (laughs) instantly. They all have guns. Guns yeah, we'll can get still kill me. So, yeah. Now, there is a slew of villains also. There was the original Venom. Yep. Carnage. Doc yep. Ock. Green yep. Goblin. The Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin is... Well, the Hobgoblin from the 90s cartoon is probably my favorite Spider-Man villain. And if not that, it's Mysterio because Mysterio is such a perfect villain for Spider-Man with all this technology and illusions and just showmanship I love. Yeah. And then you also got the Chameleon, who just is really good at disguises. The Scorpion, who was... uh, There's a variety of Scorpions, but basically they engineered a Scorpion Man to... Kill the Spider-Man. Yeah, because spiders are eaten by scorpions in some situations. Yeah. In fact, in the actual 90s cartoon, J. Jonah Jameson was the one that made Scorpion, technically. Isn't that... We should count J.J. as one of Spider-Man's villains. Yeah, but now he's an ally, so he's kind of in the middle. Frenemy? Frenemy. Which is also where we can put Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool is the best frenemy you can ever have. He's also everyone's friend of me. Yeah. Okay, but, there's a handful of people he, you know, will always be their enemy. Thanos being one. <laughs> Galactus. Girlfriend, kind of, girl, girlfriend stealing 
<laughs> Giant chin fucker. <laughs> but, like I said, the main difference between Spider-Man and his villains is that there are just so many, and not all of them are actually technically his that he still stops. No. And maybe that's even why I like him so much, is that he's trying to help out everyone and stop the villains, regardless of whether or not, oh, well, this seems like a situation for the Avengers. I'll call them and go away. No, I'll call them and get into this. Yeah. I think you should call a bit more often, but... I mean, shit, Spider -Man, why don't you call number home? on speed dial. Yeah. It's not that unbelievable, and as much as I don't like Captain America as a character, he's definitely friendly enough to say, Ooh, Spider-Man called! I better you know, get out there and help my friend! Yeah! And I'm... Like, I know some superheroes will be constantly busy with other things, the Black Panther one, but the Black Panther has five minutes. Oh yeah, he's gonna help Spider-Man. He likes Spider-Man. I can even just up. see them just talking in general if there's nothing really going on. I definitely see, like... The Wakandan embassy having a window cracked slightly open with a note saying Spider-Man only. And any supervillain who tries to use it for Spider-Man only gets punched in the face by the Black Panther. <laughs> and it's not like... And all I can think of the Black Panther doing is a diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> because I would love it if just for once... Because he does it recently when Because now that he's got all these allies that... His loved ones are in trouble. He just makes like a worldwide call. The allies he has is like, "Go protect my loved ones!" God damn it! And it just works out better for him. And if it yeah. kind of it's thing, almost like I mean, friends can help you. Yeah, and I think that needs to be more emphasized in his early career. When if they ever reboot okay, this, just to, just I know we tried not to, but we were trying not to anymore. But Batman will call his the Justice League to help him out for certain situations, and he's the most lone wolf guy you can get at times. Yeah. But when he's like, hmm, I can't stop that. Yeah, Clark, can you, like, super speed to Gotham and grab that? Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just like that joke. Yeah. Or better yet, Barry, I'm actually kind of in a tight situation. Could you use... I Here. Um, I was going to say stop that Here. speeding. Oh, okay. Just hold up the bullet. By the way, could you, like, help me with this crime scene? Whee! <laughs> But, um, yeah, there's the whole slew of villains, both awesome and... One note. Yeah. Kind of like Batman. Okay, yeah. I'll stop now. Although, uh, I don't think Spider-Man will ever fight a kite man. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Batman, but some of your villains were just... Pogo man. <laughs> Stilt man. Stilt man was what I was going to say next. Yeah. Polka, dot, uh, polka dot man. Well, that one actually was a bit more interdimensional portals, but moving on. No, not the not the. Um, oh, not, not him. Not, not the DC one. No, I'm talking about Marvel. Yeah, there's a DC Pokemon man. Oh, brightly colored different Pokemons. I think his weapon is to blind you with like rainbow light. Ah, uh, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> he so, does this because he was blinded by rainbow light. So we did mention Peter Parker being incredibly intelligent and highly creative. Yeah. He has made a slew of gadgetry, and his intellect is what helps him, majority of the times, should help him stop the villains. His spider powers are great, he can stop most villains, but where he shines is that he uses his intellect and gadgetry to stop villains. He's made ice t tablets to stop 
Um, well, his most famous invention is the web fluid itself. It yeah. dissolves in like an hour. It's stronger than like I think steel. Stronger or than carbon. steel at this point. It's made like a titanium alloy strength or whatnot. It's able to not only hold him up, but he's able to like stop all these crazy things. It's also while it's, while it's being spun, it's so malleable. He can make like a parachute out of it. One time, here's the, here's the one time he made a boat out of it. Around 300 yards of fluid stored into this little, like, lighter-sized container. That's impressive. Some, some I, I, say I, that's I, amazing. Some of us would say that that's not scientifically possible, but then again, this is a guy who can stick to walls. Scientific. It's a comic book. We're willing to buy into it, people. This is kind yeah. of one of the things where it's... Disbelief doesn't ruin our immersion. Help. Okay, I'm thinking him again. I will poke fun at Batman. Where the fuck does he keep all those batarangs in just his belt? But at the same time, it also I love the web shooters. I don't like the organic shooters simply because it creates more of a tension of him running out of fluid. Yeah, the idea of him running out of fluid in a fight or having to, on this fly, make his own fluid or just micromanaging it or, huh, I don't have the right ingredients for the fluid. Maybe I can make a different version of it and ends up making new versions of it. Like you I know say he, that he's made a fire webbing, an acid webbing, a freezing webbing. My favorite is the impact webbing, which is just a web ball that hits a guy and Actually, explodes into it. I know he didn't make it, but it's okay, still sorry. he who made it technically because of his brain. Sorry, kind of. I know, it's I know. It's my nerd thing on that. I know, but it's still technically the Peter Parker brain made it. Yes. Um, maybe we should have mentioned it under Allies, but uh, he's had a couple of clones, too. <laughs> I actually really like Ben Riley as a character more than Parker. I like Ben Riley, and I like the... I'm not sure if it was the latest version, but one of the versions of Kane. But yeah. that's my personal opinion. But yeah, uh, then there's the whole spider tracer is his next most famous invention, which, yeah, who a tiny little spider-shaped tracker is one of his best things, and the uses, he's got now spider tracers. Spider tracers to track, send information, probably could call the police for it if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but he just has this whole slew of gadgetry, and... Even that spider drone was technically made, ret or not retconned, but taken from the movie as an invention. Yeah, and I can see him doing something like that. And that's really where all the fun is, is him being creative to stop there's, all this. Yeah, there's also just the uh, the lining of his costume, having that little glider thing in, in the armpits. Yeah. That's a genius. In fact, his recent costume in the comics is bulletproof. His uh, uh, mask eye slits do a hell of a lot more like in the movie like the night vision yeah like also his mask was built in with some filters some version of it so yeah like, you can't yeah, even, like, that's gas him. Too. you can't even, like tear gas spider-man and it's like that's one of the things people say like, couldn't i just tear gas batman yes you could and then he but just throws on a gas mask and still punches the shit out of you or just BS that I have done some Tibetan meditation techniques. Tear gas doesn't work on me. Yeah, in that's fact, an actual thing, though. So Yeah, in fact, it has made me stronger. I right, am I'm, the tear gas. Right, well, I'm crapping myself now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Batman's got to the point where if anybody sees that Bat logo, they're pretty much knocking themselves out. 
uh, going back on tangent, I still love that clip of like I think it's the Mystery of the Batwoman car- movie where a goon opens the door, sees Batman rooting through clues. Batman just looks at the go- goon, the goon closes the door, another goon asks him, "What was that?" Nothing. Yeah, he's got a black eye from the previous encounter with Batman and learned his lesson. You know, and, and that has become the quick, the fastest goon to learn his lesson. And the one with the least amount of injuries. Yeah, I got a broke. I have a broken eye and like a concussion. Well, you're doing better than your your partner. Well, what happened to him? He's got broken legs. Uh, We're still waiting for the reports. That was like weeks ago. Yeah, still listening. <laughs> but it's the whole point that. A lot of times, and not saying all the time, but a lot of writers tend to overlook his intellect for his powers. Yeah, and that is or a just huge his sense of humor. Miss. His humor and his intellect are two of the things that make Spider-Man Spider-Man. Yeah, they're honestly the more interesting things about him because every other superhero punches really stupid hard. Or yeah, that's really it, fast. That but when you have one that's smart and funny and witty and able to do something beyond just punching dude to win the fight. That always is more interesting to me. That is one of the reasons why I follow the Bat family so much is they're all fantastic martial artists, but people often forget that Batman is the world's greatest detective. Now, we're not saying don't do the, the action scenes. God, Lord, oh, God, no, please no, keep those. Oh, no, no. Every now and then, it's just fun to watch Spider-Man knock out a dude. Yeah, or web With, a dude, or... String a dude up upside down, or pull his pants down with webbing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just, that was my favorite scene from Amazing Spider-Man Two, when he knocks the gun out of his hands and webs his hand to the one side, knocks the vial out of his hand to the other side, and just pulls his pants down. This is how you need to take down criminals. Embarrass them so they won't do it again. Yeah, you either piss make themselves piss themselves the idea of crime, or just make them a laughing stock. I mean, true, he came back as the Rhino later, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's that's the minority. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that is Spider-Man having fun. And Which, that's, the, that, that's our major problem with Spider-Man, is they keep trying to angst Spider-Man when he should be the fun-loving hero. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, folks. You might look at Spider-Man's costume and realize how bright and colorful it is, when he could probably be, with a little bit of training and the right costume, maybe even more stealthy than Batman with his powers. Well, because the natural inclination of a person is not to look up above 45 degrees and Spider-Man can walk on ceilings, he's automatically got an advantage of Batman when it comes to stealth. Yeah, but here's the reason why his costume is so colorful. It's the same reason Robin's was. Pay attention to me, point the guns at me so you're not pointing them at innocent people. Yeah. Because unlike the normal person and Batman technically, he can dodge bullet gunfire. Yeah. I mean, Batman can dodge gunfire... But, or at least, you know, it's much easier to knock the gun out of a guy's hand if he's not aiming it at the little old lady. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, Spider-Man has the spider agility, the spider sense. We're going to powers shortly. Maybe in, into the next episode, because we're already going into the 55-minute mark here. Ha! <laughs> but he has the powers to actually dodge automatic gunfire. I'm sorry Batman can't do that from being human. He no. uses his intellect and his skills and inventory to do that, but he doesn't do it at the same level Spider-Man does, just by that's dodging. Why he wear, that's why he wears a cape. And bulletproof armor. Yeah, that too. The cape is there to make people think he's bigger than he is. As quote to Red Hood, uh, or Arkham Knight, however you want to call him, the Bat logo on Batman's chest is for you to aim at, because that's where the armor is the thickest. Yeah. But Good Spider-Man pretty much just kind of just moves and is out of the way of the bullets, because he is that goddamn fast. Yeah, although I'm glad now he's finally got bulletproof armor. Yeah, 
I mean, a small caliber, but anything's anything. To be fair, yeah, if, uh, that's one of the things why Batman doesn't have like anti-tank armor that it'd be impossible to move around with. And Spider-Man has superhuman strength, so that tells you how much flexibility he wants. Yeah, well, that's his main focus on his powers is the flexibility, and yeah, I'll get into that later with the stickiness in the next episode because that's kind of like a whole slew of argument in and of itself. Yeah, but, but um, I guess we should. Tr- should we try and wrap up now rather than go on for too long? Have I an just episode? want to add one last tangent to this. Is that sure, sure. We, the costume was also originally designed for him to be in a wrestling show. Yeah. It, so, if you, uh, most wrestling costumes are especially, big and flashy. Especially and, back in the day, yeah. I mean, now they're all, like, I think black leather. I, I don't watch wrestling, so I can't not, give an answer. I just fell out of it a lot, too, but it's supposed to be an attention grabber. And yeah. what Spider-Man does when he's not being stealthy He's made of stealth suits now, like one that can turn him invisible, which is kind of like, oh, fuck you, because I can walk with ceilings, and I'm invisible, so fuck everybody else. But he wants the danger focused on him so that the innocent bystanders are out of harm's way. That yeah. was the intent. That's why the red and blue is so attention-grabbing. But That's... here's the funny thing. that In the original comic, that was supposed to be red and black. The yeah, blue it was, was actually a, a tone to it, but it was supposed to be red and black. I even didn't yeah. know that till recently. Yeah, I've actually looked at old images. I actually thought, oh, it's black. Must have been a tone issue. And then, like, it's blue in other parts of that exact same comic. So, Apparently yeah. There's some coloring issue or something like that. I don't remember the full. Well, to, to go on a, a slightly more tangent, the Hulk was supposed to be gray originally, and because of tone issues, they made him green. Yeah. But there's also a lot of other things that was redone to Hulk, but that's not here nor there. <sighs> But that's... I'll just leave it as a small note here. I'll maybe bring it up in the next episode. Peter Parker is trying to focus too much trouble on the Spider-Man. And yep. I think that also causes more issues. He really needs to learn to... find. Spider-Man needs to find out which is more important to him. Parker or Spider-Man. He cannot have it both. I mean, because... Batman put more focuses on Batman instead of Bruce yep. Wayne. And that's where and his that's... balance is. That still leads to problems yeah. all the time. It leads to interesting problems. It leads to problems of him making and breaking promises as Bruce Wayne or Batman because he has to sometimes pick one or the other. But the difference there is that Batman uses his allies to cover for that and make his, to make convincing yeah. covers for it. Yeah, and some, even when he can't, he still has to live with that, and he does. But rather than go... Oh, my life is a never-ending pain of misery. Everyone around me is always constantly upset. No, Batman's like, huh? Everyone around me is upset. Well, nothing I can do about that because I I made my I made my bed. I'm gonna sleep on it. Spider-Man. I'm surprised there hasn't been a Spider-Man comic. Spider-Man has the spectacular Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man. I'm surprised that there hasn't been a comic book series called the Angsty Spider-Man. I think that's just an, I think that's in really small print under every other Spider-Man title. Yeah, but that's, Spider-Man is probably the most emo superhero. Wasn't there, like, a Batman comic book where it was just focusing on his Bruce Wayne? Like, Batman was, like, the side thought? I think. I don't remember off the top of my head. That sounds like a miniseries or at least just, like, one issue. Which well, is definitely, I'm just saying, like, it, it was just, like, a small issue, but it was just, like... Yeah. I definitely know there's been a few comics. I'm pretty sure there's been a comic or two like that, yeah. And that's probably just interesting enough. I mean, uh, there was a joke Linkara made once where he wanted to watch a uh, Law & Order show in the Marvel Universe, just following the lawyers to having to deal with all this superhero shit. I'm like, I would watch that! Uh, you want to go look in the She-Hulk? 
No, I don't mean just like She-Hulk herself is a superhero. I mean, no superheroes on the team. Fair enough. Just average Joes like, oh, okay, this little old lady came in because Captain America was launched out of a was launched into her car and destroyed it. Does her and she wants to take this comp- her insurance company to court because they cover superheroes, but they don't count Captain America. He's a soldier. Yeah, you know, the everyday nuances of how the insurance companies work with this shit and the rates and everything like that. Now I'm just kind of more curious about that. I'm actually there's, a, there's another spy, side tangent, but this leads back to Spider-Man. Spider-Man is allowed to testify in court as Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. All he needs is to verify his powers and have a Shield agent go, "Yeah, that's Spider-Man." And they can testify in court, and apparently he took JJ to court once. <laughs> yeah, he tried to sue the Daily Bugle for defense. Um, I forgot how you said the word. Slander. Slander. Slander the and defamation. The only of reason that didn't go through is because it would put Peter Parker out of a job. That's the whole reason that lawsuit did not go through. I still would have done it. <laughs> I might have changed the conditions for the lawsuit, but. I, I would have done it and then have Peter work for a different publisher. I don't know. Still makes more sense to me than J. Jonah Jameson being mayor of the city. Yeah, that. think about that for a minute there. No, I remember you telling me that once. I just flashed back to my original thoughts about that, which caused me to flash back to another <laughs> I, I had a Vietnam flashback out of that comment. I'm like, gee, open nights. Yeah. Well, on the bright side, he's no longer the mayor. Yeah. Um, ladies and US gentlemen, <laughs> stay tuned for part two, where we bring into more stuff about Spider-Man fixes. And my personal favorite is that I want to t- talk about in the next episode is my hopes for the new Spider-Man game coming to the PlayStation 4. I look forward to that. That that shall be fun. Yeah, I'll, we'll talk about that more in the next episode as well. That probably might be the majority of it because there's a lot I want to say about it. Well, any last words you want to say, Em? Um, drink your milk. Spider Man, Spider Man. Oh wait, 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 wait! One thing before we have before we go, I do want to mention. Everyone who's listened to this video and has not heard of this needs to hear of us. Go to YouTube, type in Japanese Spider-Man, and watch the theme song. <laughs> Love that theme song. Yeah, that is a good theme song. Good night, everybody.